Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. Today, I'm here with Dr. Nick Kalinske. We have heard from Dr. Kalinske a couple times on this show. I'm so excited that you're back with us today. Um, Today, we're going to talk about biologics and um, kind of the interesting fact about what biologics are. So can we start there? Can you tell me a little bit what is a biologic? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. So biologics have kind of changed the landscape in allergy and immunology. Um, A biologic and in other uh, conditions and in other medical specialties as well, but a biologic is a medication that is made from cells from a living organism such as human, bacteria, mice, and then it is modified to target a specific molecule within the human body. It can target things like antibodies or inflammatory molecules or receptors on different types of cells. And so in our specialty, we use it to target certain receptors in the allergic pathway to treat different allergic diseases. Okay, great. So when are biologics used? So it depends on the condition and then also the severity of that condition as far as when we would use a biologic. So we'll use the example of asthma. So typically a biologic is reserved for the severe asthma patient. And so somebody that maybe has had multiple rounds of oral steroids within the past year or a hospitalization or uncontrolled asthma and asthma symptoms. And we would use that in certain individuals after a workup, a pretty extensive workup in some cases that involves testing, it could be some blood work, to really try and put that patient into a certain category to figure out which biologic would be the best to treat that individual. So these are for asthma patients that are uncontrolled? Correct, yes. So that would be one example. Another example could be nasal polyps. So if an individual has nasal polyps, they've potentially had sinus surgery before, or they have nasal polyps that are not responsive to the standard of care, which would be topical steroids that might be a good patient to start on a biologic. And of course, there are other biologics that have dual indication. And so it could be for asthma and allergic, or asthma and uh, nasal polyps as well. And so it would treat both conditions. So you kind of get a a bang for your buck there. Okay, so when is it appropriate for a patient to start pursuing a biologic? Um, There's a lot of different variables for that, but I think that going to see a board certified fellowship trained allergist is going to be extremely important so that they can give you the best advice possible on when to start. Depending on that medical condition that you have, there's a lot of different variables. Um, And so kind of seeking that advice would be important. But if you even have a question or if you see a commercial on TV or if you hear about it through a, a podcast such as this one, I think just coming in and asking questions, you know, we love to get questions because we've got some great answers and information and we love to educate. And so I think that coming in and just getting that uh, education is important. But typically, if you have severe, it might be asthma, nasal polyps, urticaria or hives, like these red raised welts that kind of come and go intermittently. Other conditions such as something called eosinophilic esophagitis, which is like a GI condition that's also tied to an allergic pathway, or eczema, which is like an inflammatory allergic condition of the skin that can affect individuals all the way from birth all the way throughout their life. So there's a lot of different scenarios where we would use a biologic. Um, It's a pretty complex topic, but we really enjoy it and it's really helped us 
treat our patients and, and get better results. That's amazing. Um, what does the first appointment look like? So for the first appointment, we would assess the disease and severity. We would make sure that all their medications that they'd be on would be optimized as far as just the general first line treatments, going through how to use, we'll use the example of asthma, how to use the inhaler, making sure that they're using it correctly, making sure that they're on the right dose, making sure that we've identified certain triggers, it could be allergic triggers or, or other kind of triggers. Um, and then once we've optimized that, and if we're convinced that that individual needs a step up in their treatment, that's when we would start uh, working them up for a biologic that may include blood tests. So we would give them a lab slip and then they'd be able to get the blood work done. Um, that way it's, it's gonna be more of an individualized, specialized care. So it's not one biologic fits all. There's multiple different biologics that have a slew of indications. And so we are picking out a very specific medication that is highly, highly targeted that we think is going to be best for that specific individual. Okay. What are some other types of biologics? So some examples would be a medication called Zolaire. It's one of the oldest biologics that we've used. It's been around for about 20 years. It has multiple indications. And so it's indicated in um, urticaria, which would be like hives, also indicated for asthma, and then also indicated in nasal polyps. Um, that's one that may actually have a future indication, I don't know for sure, but for uh, food allergy down the line. I know that there's been some talk about that or other biologics coming out for that in the future. Another biologic example would be Dupixent. Dupixent has a lot of different indications. It's an incredible biologic. Um, it's indicated in atopic dermatitis, nasal polyps, EOE, eczema, asthma, and then another indication uh, for a dermatologic or skin condition that dermatologists use it for. Okay, so how would you say that these drugs are so special? What sets these apart for, for a patient that is needing that extra care? Yeah, so what's so amazing about these medications that it's just completely changed the treatment algorithm for certain medical conditions. So a lot of these allergic conditions typically in the past have relied on steroids and that's no longer the case. So your severe asthmatic now has multiple different options to get them off steroids, improve lung function, decrease their dependence on medication, decrease the risk of uh, going into the ER, having asthma exacerbations, for example. Other medications would be things like Nucala, Facinra, Tespire. All these medications have an asthma indication. And uh, in the history of the existence of, of asthma, this is the best time to have this medical condition because the treatment plans are so good. Um, it really keeps patients out of the hospital. Um, you know, ultimately asthma can be very serious and people have died before from having a bad asthma flare and this helps prevent that. Um, so anything that we can do to help our patients or provide better treatment, it's been absolutely incredible. Of course. So would you say that this is kind of changing the game of medicine? Yes, without a doubt. I think that over the next year and then especially over the next five years or ten years the medications that we have now are going to be obsolete and a lot of it's going to be individualized care based off of certain markers that are going to be measurable and these medications are going to target a very specific target within the body so it's not going to have this diffuse effect like some of the medications that we take today that affect multiple different cells and have all these side effects the side effect profile for a biologic is very very small and that's because the targets that it works on are so uh, specific 
and does not have this diffuse effect. And so that's what makes them very safe, very effective and extremely unique. Yes, and I think this is a great topic Like we're just kind of touching the surface. Um, but I'm curious as to what's next for biologics. New biologics are coming out almost every month, not just within the allergy space, um, but then also in other specialties as well. Um, I know that within allergy and immunology, there are clinical trials that are going on. Our practice actually works on some of those clinical trials, um, work on different biologics with totally new mechanism of actions and, and uh, indications. And so a lot's going to change. So it's always important to ask your medical professional, hey, are there any new medications out that can help treat my chronic underlying condition? Um, because new stuff is gonna come out and uh, different types of diseases where the treatment plan was never really that great, um, that may change over time. And so I think that there's gonna be a lot to be, to be seen and it's gonna be a very exciting time in the future. That's great. You mentioned that you have been treating a lot of these patients in office um, and see a lot of this quite consistently. So do you have any great success stories? Yes, definitely. So some of my favorite patients to see are the young children with really bad eczema. Um, I enjoy treating eczema because I have eczema myself. Um, it's basically inflammation of the skin. It's really, really itchy. Um, there can be a lot of triggers. Allergic triggers are really common in eczema. And I've had patients come in under the age of one that are covered nearly 90 or 100% of their body in eczema, which would be like these red, kind of itchy looking, irritated uh, skin patches where the child is not eating, um, really upset or crying often. Uh, it's put a lot of stress on families and the patient. And then I give them a medication, for example, like Dupixent, which is indicated all the way down to six months for eczema. And that child ends up getting nearly clear or wow. 100% clear off of all the topical medications that they've had to use that have side effects that we really try to avoid. And so it can literally be life-changing for some of these patients. And so it's just extremely rewarding to be able to uh, provide that kind of care. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for kind of talking through all this today. And I know we'll have you back on the show and we can kind of go a little more in depth the next time. Um, but for today, thank you again so much for um, tuning in for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. Again, I'm your host, Kaylee Francis. Um, until next time, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.